Coming to you live from the Arctic capital of America, it's Burgers and Brats with your host Braxton Poe and Matt Mikes. It's freezing here in Norman, Oklahoma. No snow, unfortunately, but we're happy to be here. Another podcast for your Tuesday afternoon. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, at Burgers Brats, Spotify, and Apple Podcast at Burgers Brats, and maybe even TikTok later on. What? I think we should start a TikTok. Really? That would get a lot of views. I just got to be funny and cute. I yeah, think we're, we're both I think cute, yeah. We can do that. Yeah, we got it. We get millions. Millions of people will want to watch. Easy money. But, Matt, did you watch Monday Night Football? Good game last night between Seattle and the 49ers. I did. I caught some of it. So, yeah, um, I was in class, so I saw about the last tail end of it, but... We both predicted Seattle was going to take down the 49ers um, with a little luck, a missed field goal, a controversial um, coin toss. Um, Seattle got it done, and we were both correct. Did you see uh, the coin toss, what happened? I did not. No, I missed that part. It's like the Laurel Yanny. What do you hear? So Geno Smith goes out to midfield, uh, referee ass, heads or tails. It sounds like Geno Smith says tails, but the ref goes... All right, your call's heads, lands on heads, Seattle gets the ball, and they choose. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of people are divided on that. But San Francisco misses a field goal uh, in overtime to win the game. The ball ends up in the tunnel. Imagine just sitting in the tunnel, um, and a field goal, uh, football just comes at you out of nowhere. It was a missed field goal. One bad missed field goal right it's there. Terrible. It's terrible. Laces were even facing the right way. Just an awful kick, man. It was embarrassing. So San Francisco can feel bad about this, but they had chances. They had, they had chances plenty. to win this game. So Plenty of chances to win, but now they are knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten um, with one loss, and the 72 Dolphins are still the only undefeated team in history. Wow. So all the 90-year-olds celebrating. That's for you guys. Okay, boomers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, um... Russell Wilson played pretty good. Uh, 24, 34, 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Just enough to get the job done. Uh, let's see. Uh, Garoppolo, 24, 46. Uh, 248 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So, I mean, both not great games by the quarterbacks, but just very entertaining. Uh, it, it was a good game. Uh, Carson, 25 attempts, 89 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson, 53 yards rushing. Uh, so, stats kind of, it was the spread spread throughout. Yeah, Chase McLaughlin had his, had his three field goals, just couldn't get the fourth one. Yeah. And that was important. <laughs> the most important one, and you lost. Um, And we had to listen to Booger McFarlane talk the whole night. You really don't like Booger, do you? I do not like Booger at all. I don't think many people do. Why is that? Terrible voice and does not know anything about football. Thinks defense is what football is. I disagree with that. I'd rather watch offense than defense. Yeah. Unlike Booger. Why has he not changed his name? I don't know. Monday Night Football has just been rough last couple of years. It has. Hey, Thursday night, um, we get Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Ooh. That'll be a fun matchup. Yeah, it will. Uh, <coughs> we'll pick that. Um. We'll pick that game today. Uh, talk some. We're gonna recap our some of the NFL games that happened this week. Lamar Jackson, 
beat the he went off versus the um, winless Cincinnati Bengals, forty nine to thirteen. Matt, is this dude MVP right now? Is yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, the way he the way he's been he's on been on fire lately. Dude's been balling lately. Uh, he was he only threw the ball seventeen times. He was fifteen to seventeen, two hundred twenty three yards, three touchdowns. Uh, let's see, rushing. Seven seven attempts, sixty five yards, one touchdown. Dude's been balling. But that's what happens too when you're playing Cincinnati. True, it is Cincinnati. So you got to remember that. That's very true. But yeah, leader MVP right now for sure. Russell Wilson though made his case last night with the win over the Forty ers uh, Cleveland defeated Buffalo in a comeback from behind win late. It's about time, Cleveland. Yeah, thank you, Cleveland, for finally winning a football game. Atlanta. Uh, the one win Atlanta Falcons, now two wins, defeated New Orleans at home. Shut them down. Only allowed nine points. Completely shut them down, man. You know what's sad? If you're the Saints and you look at that box score, and I know this is meaningless, but I, I look at it and I want it would be kind of funny. The Bengals scored 13. Saints <laughs> only got nine. Ooh, the Bengals are better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> True. But then the Jets defeat the Giants, uh, 34-27. Daniel Jones, from having a big uh, first game, has been Daniel Jones the rest of the uh, way. Look, he hasn't done bad. Uh, Jets got their second win of the season, so thankfully it's not just the Cowboys <laughs> that gave them that, uh, their win. Jets did get a win, but Daniel Jones has not been bad. The Giants are just bad. Saquon. Saquon's been bad of late. Hopefully he'll turn around after this bye week. Yeah, I saw they're not gonna shut him down, even though he's a hundred, even though he's not a hundred percent. Tampa Bay uh, escapes uh, with the victory over Arizona, thirty to twenty-seven, barring a late comeback from Kyler Murray. Tampa Bay took the lead late. Hold on, Tennessee defeated Kansas City. Kansas City is now six and four. Matt, is this team going to the Super Bowl? Well, there's a lot of question marks now. I mean. Look, a lot of their losses have been, I mean, and maybe all of them have been fairly close. Um, I'd have to look back at back at their schedule, but three of them have been at home. Yeah, and that's the, that's the tough. That's what's shocking there. Now, what isn't shocking has been, you know, you haven't had Patrick Mahomes, but Mahomes was back in this game, and they still lost to the Titans. That Kansas City defense, I mean, they got to get it together. I mean, they're gonna they they should make the playoffs. They should be fine. Come playoff time, it's anybody's game. Everyone's 0-0, right? Um, but I don't know. As much as I thought Kansas City going all the way this year, I'm not so sure about that and not as confident as I was coming in the season. Yeah, I mean, first game back for uh, Patrick Mahomes, he had, he had 446 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, the dude balled out. They just got outplayed by the Titans, which you don't really hear of. Uh, Who's the and who's remind our listeners who's the quarterback for the Titans right now? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Thirteen. He went thirteen for nineteen, one hundred eighty-one yards, two touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> but uh, Tennessee, Derrick Henry um, is proven. Um, he's elite uh, this year. Twenty-three attempts, one hundred eighty-eight yards, two touchdowns. Good fantasy quarterback. Quarterback running back right there. Yeah. True. Uh, Miami. The Miami Dolphins do not know how to tank, and they end up beating Indianapolis at home, 
At Indianapolis, 16 to 12. So, let me get this straight. The Dolphins are on a two-game winning streak. Two game. <laughs> I mean, Indi- Indiana's a good team. Indianapolis is a great team. They didn't have um, they didn't have Rissette. Jacoby Brissett, and obviously Brian Hoyer. I mean, it's it didn't look good. It did not look good when you have Marlon Mack should have gone off. He did not go off. Brian Hoyer, I think, threw two picks, maybe. Um, check or had a fumble. I mean, he at least threw one. And they did get that touchdown pass to Jack three. Doyle. He had three. three. So. They need Jacoby Reset back. If I'm Indianapolis, I'm a little worried. You better get him back soon. And I thought he would be back for this week. But, uh, you know, maybe another week or two. Who knows? Here's how bad this is. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 21 for 33, 169 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. And they still beat the Colts. That's embarrassing. Well, that's what they call Fitz magic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. And then uh, Pittsburgh escapes at home versus the Rams, 17-12. to uh, Pittsburgh's looking good. Yeah, the Rams did not look good. I don't know what that offense was. Um, I have Cooper Cup on my fantasy team. He had uh, four times he was targeted, and he did not catch one. So a zero in the, uh, in the box score right there. Um, Jared Goff did, it just did not mesh, and I was surprised. But Pittsburgh defense stepped up, and Mason Rudolph is doing things with that team. They're not bad. I thought they would be completely a dumpster fire, and they're not. They're trending upward. I mean, all right, we all thought Jared Goff was a good quarterback, but the more I've watched this year, he's a terrible quarterback. It's all Sean McVay. I wouldn't say a terrible quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he's not a great great quarterback. He's got Sean McVay. He's an average to good quarterback. 243 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Well, okay, and that was not a good showing. I mean, the Rams were shut down. The Steelers had them, and I, I did not watch the game. Was following along on the, on the scores, but I mean, it really was uh, Robert Woods. I think was the only one, and, and a little bit from Todd Gurley, but Gurley didn't do anything at all either. So I mean, this whole team was shut down. I mean, this year he has eleven touchdowns, nine interceptions. Yeah, I mean that's not good. It's not good for your quarterback. That's not no. Now look up. I almost want you to look up uh, if you're pulling up stats real quick, or you're probably just looking at the scores. But I want to look up Philip Rivers' numbers again. Because we were talking about Philip Rivers, they uh, well Philip Rivers, yeah they uh, were they on by this week. I got it. Philip Rivers. Oh, they play yeah play Thursday. Look at Philip Rivers' interceptions because I want to see. Was last year I think he he was I mean out of this world on the interceptions he had. I mean it was great for him. It was like rare because he was a turnover prone machine. I want to look back from what he's doing this season and see what you can find. He they played Thursday against. Or last last week, last Thursday against the Raiders, um, and one and the Raiders won that game by two. But so all right, <clears throat> he has fourteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. So that's more like Philip Rivers. That's back to being Philip Rivers. I mean, the game against the Raiders, he threw. I think he had two picks in the first quarter. That's Philip Rivers that we know and love. Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, fourteen and ten. Yeah. And if you go back to last year, I mean, I I don't I'd have to look I'd have to look that up, and I'm gonna look it up right now because why are we talking about Philip Rivers? Because you talking about interceptions with Jared Goff reminded me of Philip Rivers kind of having the year he had last year was such an anomaly because he was, he was a turnover pro machine, and it's almost you want to look at Jared Goff's numbers in his you know short time you know his playing career. 
Because Jared, okay, so Jared Goff, I'm fascinated by these numbers. Everyone's like, who cares? So last year, for Phillip Rivers, sorry, talking Phillip Rivers here, he had 32 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. So he's already almost two away from last year, right? He's got 10 interceptions this year, as you mentioned. He had 10 in 2017. But this is a guy, (laughs) and I'm guessing on here, uh, yeah, career worst, he had 21 in 2016. He had 18 in 2014. So this is a high turnover pro machine, right? I wonder what Jared Goff's like. Do you see, like, could you see a comparison between Jared Goff and Phil Rivers? I know, yeah. like, could you, like, see that? Like, yeah, I like, think I'd rather have Philip Rivers. Yeah? So I trust him more in crunch time over Goff. Goff has, he, I mean, he's, I mean. what? How many interceptions last year? He had 12 last year. So tied Philip Rivers. So he's already they were he's identical. Away from, they were identical. They had 32 touchdowns last year. He's got nine this year, Jared Goff. So he's three back. And then his first two years in the league, he had seven. So not a high turnover guy, but he's creeping up these last two years. Yeah, and if Jared Goff feels like he's had way more weapons. He's had a running game, a better defense uh, to bail him out. Better coach for sure, so that helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, Phil Rivers is more like Baker Mayfield. Got to go for the big play. Um, if, if it's not there, you get a turnover. He'll be back out there just forcing it again. But... Yeah, Goff, you see, he's more reluctant to throw it into that double coverage and find his guys more wide open. So what was that conversation? Well, I was talking about, you, you know, talking about Jared Goff, and you were, you said that, you know, the interceptions and numbers we have right now. And then that made me think of Phillip Rivers because of the season he had last year what's, compared to this year. But they're the identical record? almost. Well, Chargers are 4-6. and six. Yeah. And the Rams, the Rams are five and four. Yeah. So the Rams. Have, I mean, look, the Rams and the Chiefs have both not had good twenty nineteen years. Very disappointing years. Very disappointing. And look, the it was try, I'm trying to remember. Greg Zerline, I think, missed a field goal to win a game for the Rams weeks ago. So that could have been another win in the win column. The Rams did not look good against the Steelers. So they've had some games that they really should have won, and they've blown it. Yep. Matt, you know what team has not looked good against good teams? And I'm guessing you're going to pick on my <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys got beat Tell in me. prime time. Tell me about them. Lost 28-24. to Let's look at some stats here, Matt. So Dalvin Cook, 97 yards. Hey, you held them under 100. That's pretty good. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, 220 yards, two touchdowns. Dak Prescott, okay, he went off. 397 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He played a great game, just just a waste of a game for the Cowboys. Should have won that game. They should have won. Yeah, did you watch the end of that? Yeah. The drive where everyone's talking about how you didn't use your best weapon and Dak Prescott down the stretch. They went to Zeke. Zeke had been shut down all game, and they went to Dak Prescott. They didn't even use Dak Prescott. On that final, not the drive before the Hail Mary, pretty much, because it was over by then. But the drive where they said, okay, look, there's about a minute, under a minute, a minute left, and they go for it. And what do they do? 
They run it on second and third down with Zeke. He gets shut down. They go to a fourth down. He has to go a little out pass, uh, a little, you know, uh, you know yeah, out, route. out route. Yeah, thank you. Can't even think right now. And passes it to Zeke, and it gets broken up. So then you turn it over. But you have all your timeouts left. So bam, bam, bam. Good. You get the ball back. You get a little, some couple little shots down the field, a Hail Mary, and gets intercepted. And, in you know, it was a good throw, though. Yeah. Could have. You know, what, what if that was a Hail Mary to win it? That would have been cool. But the Cowboys, Jason Garrett, that's why we put out the poll on, and I, I put out the poll on our Twitter account saying, how many more weeks has Jason Garrett got? Love the people that think, oh, he'll get an extension after this season. Because you're right. Jerry will give him an extension. You're right. We're going to bring him I back. So. We're going to bring him back because, you know, eight and eight seasons or worse, it's fantastic. Well, yeah, Zeke had 20 carries for 47 yards. Not good. Zeke has not been good the last couple weeks. No, he hasn't. Um, so. Kellen Moore, great. He was really good uh, first uh, few games. All of a sudden, Cowboys fans are turning on him. That's what I'm hearing on SportsCenter. Everyone's just turning against um, uh, Moore. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on It's not Kellen Moore's fault. It's Look, it's Jason Garrett as the head coach that is a is – a, is a, look, yes – Kellen Moore does call the plays, but I think there is something going on with that coaching staff that they're not all on the same page. And if it was Kellen Moore that said, look, we're going to run with Zeke, and that's on him, that's a terrible call, but it is on Jason Garrett as the head coach. It's time for Jason Garrett to go. It's time for Jason Garrett to move on and get a new guy in the clubhouse. I like having Kellen Moore. I think he's. I think what he started off the season, but where is that same momentum? I know it was not against good teams, but there was a different offensive energy. Right now, you're not feeling that, and you got to beat the Vikings, and they didn't do that. And again, are they going to win the? Are they going to win their division? They're going to win the East, barely. Is it going to be because the Eagles just can't get enough wins? The Eagles falter down the road, but the Cowboys got to beat good teams. They haven't done that. And Jason Garrett, it's time to go. Hey, I can't wait for them to sign an extension, though. I'm excited. Yeah, I know, right, is when you find a quarterback and fix your Broncos, right? Hey, it's okay. We already got a Super Bowl this decade. Yeah? Last four years. So. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying the moment. Yeah, you so. and Peyton Manning, good old retired Peyton Manning. I miss Peyton Manning. Yeah. Miss him. But, yeah, all right, Cowboys play Detroit next week, so we'll see if they can turn it around there. Moving into our college football segment, college football rankings come out tonight. We put our uh, rankings out on our Twitter. We'll post them to our Instagram later today. Uh, Twitter at Burgers Brots. Instagram at Burgers Brots. Matt, give us your top one through six. Top one through six. One through six. Wow. Okay, so well, we po- we posted this on. We did on, on Twitter. On Twitter too. So you know. Post it on Instagram later. So yeah, uh, my top six. I mean, we kind of almost had some identical ones. Um, I've got LSU at number one. I think LSU. I've got LSU and then Ohio State. People will probably say, well, I could see Ohio State, LSU. What gets me is LSU beat Alabama. Ohio State played Maryland. But I think both teams are very two complete teams, probably the two most complete teams in all of uh, college football. I've got Clemson at three. I've got Georgia at four. People say, why Georgia? Well, okay, I've got Alabama at five, so that's why I'm going to put Georgia at four. I think Alabama taking that loss – I don't want to put them in the top four. I, I just don't want to do it. And so I think Georgia, yes, their loss was to South Carolina, and they still got to play, I believe, Auburn this upcoming weekend. 
It's going to be a tough opponent. I think if Auburn, I mean, if Auburn wins that goodbye, Georgia. But I think even just the one loss, it was at home. It was a bad game from Jake Fromm. It's a one-loss Georgia team. They're not terrible, okay? Jake Fromm hasn't looked great this season, but they're not terrible. So I'm giving them that four spot. And then on my number six, I've got Oregon. I'm still shocked that Oregon's still relevant, but <laughs> I've got them there at number six. Me too. So my, uh, my number one, Alabama. Quality loss. Who else has a quality loss like that? I'm, I'm just kidding, Matt. I was going to say, I'm looking that's, at this like, what are you talking that's about? That's what we're going to hear from the committee, Matt. Oh, really? Who has the SEC quality loss? bias. Who has oh. the best quality loss, Matt? Exactly. You know, it's Nick Saban. <laughs> he gets immunity from t- as many losses as he can because it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. Hey, the rest of them are undefeated, but they don't have a quality loss like Alabama, so they're number one. All right, that's what I'm putting. All right, no, for real, though, number one, LSU, and then Ohio State. Those are the two best teams. No one is... It's LSU, Ohio State, and then drop it far. We're going downhill far. No one is even near these two teams. Then we got number three, Clemson. Four, I'm going Bama. I mean, I couldn't put Georgia there. They lost to South Carolina, South Carolina, who lost to Appalachian State at home uh, this week. I mean, I don't want to put Bama there, but I think they would be uh, Clemson, Georgia, Oregon. That's so. That's why I have them at number four. Um, number five, Georgia, and then number six, Oregon. So that's my top six. I want to see Oregon play again. I they had a bye week this week, but I want to see them play. I think they play ABUSC. Not really sure, but I don't. Yeah, I'm surprised they're relevant, like you said. But I will not be surprised if they have Bama in the top four tonight. Clemson does not deserve to be in the top four, but they're Clemson, defending national champions, Davos Sweeney, undefeated in the worst conference in the entire country by far. So that's what we got in our top uh, four right or top six right there. Past games, uh, we were watching Minnesota Penn State this weekend, and we were surprised Minnesota pulled that one out um, at home, rode a boat. I, I, I we were shocked, Matt. We were just shocked by that. And then Baylor uh, stays undefeated in triple overtime against TCU. Uh, OU escapes uh, from Iowa State, who failed a two-point conversion. OU, this season's been weird. Thought they were amazing. Uh, defense was vastly improved. Offense, Jalen Hurts, it kept humming. They go in in the Red River rivalry. And defeat Texas handily. Defense had nine sacks in that game. Matt, they've had one sack ever since. Yeah, well, also, how many takeaways has this team had in recent games? One since September. One takeaway. It's, look, it's, again, the same script that we see from OU in the past three seasons at least. You have you get a team that shocks you. Now look, Texas should not shock you because that is a 50-50 toss-up every year. Every year, no matter what. But Iowa State... Shocked OU a couple years ago. And then you have, getting shocked, Kansas State shocks the Sooners. I don't get it. Look, and that's the team I think you look ahead. You're like, K-State's so easy. We don't really need to be that prepared. We're going to be fine. We're going to be good. 
until things don't go our way and then oh my gosh we're freaking out we got to overcompensate we got to do all this stuff and then it makes it worse now they almost came back in that k-state game they should have and then you got okay iowa state this past weekend you're up by 14 with under four minutes to go and then all of a sudden you find yourself what with like 10 seconds left you might lose on a two-point play what in the world? And Jalen Hurts did not have a good play on that interception. He hasn't, he, had, he hasn't been playing well at all the last three weeks. So that's a, that's something big to watch for the Sooners. And we talked about it. If we're talking the Heisman race, you know, I want, you know, we're Sooner fans. I want to. I want Jalen Hurts to win the Heisman. That's not happening. It's Joe Burrow's to lose right now. I mean, this Iowa State team's not awful. They're really good. Their losses came to uh, OSU. Kansas State. They lost to Iowa um, on a botched punt return. But Brock Purdy went into Norman, leading the Big 12 in passing and touchdowns. 282 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jalen Hurts, 273 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Should have had three more interceptions in that game. Jalen Hurts should have had two pick sixes thrown. Uh, Luckily, it bounced off their hand. But he has not been playing Jalen Hurts football the last two weeks for sure. He is not, and as you mentioned, you're right. It's not Sooner football either. This has been pretty pathetic to watch. Offense hasn't looked good. The defense, there is no takeaways. And even that takeaway in the last game really didn't count as a takeaway. It was just a failed two-point conversion. And, I mean, the defense, they're in position. They're just not making plays. Well, look, they're in position. You start, the first halves of games look fine. K-State's didn't, but... Sooners were only down by what? Down by one. one. Down by one. But the second half, offense against Iowa State, offense went cold. The defense could not stop them. I mean, how many times did we see a dump pass to the tight end and no one was covering like 15 them? Fifteen times. And there's there, those they kept slipping on the defense. I don't know what's up with the Jordan cleats, but you need to fix that because on the touchdown uh, to get it within seven. Uh, the safety slipped, left the receiver wide open. Happened numerous times throughout the game. I don't know what to say about uh, this defense. We need to call Ghostbusters because I think the ghost of Mike Stoops is haunting Alex Grinch. We are seeing on third and long, not getting the stop. It's just reminiscent of what we see as the old defenses of past. Now, it's not the same defense. This defense this year is slightly better. It's a little bit better. There's progress, but it still has shades of last year, and that drives Sooner fans crazy. And it wasn't just Mike Stoops just letting y'all know that. But, yeah, they've got to change that. Going to Baylor this week, primetime game, game day will be there. Uh, If you pound on Baylor, shut them down, you're definitely back in this college football playoff uh, positioning. But right now, they may drop out of the top ten tonight. They could drop. They probably won't. Most likely, they'll probably they may drop to number ten. They were number nine, but they could definitely fall to the top ten uh, with Minnesota moving up and maybe Baylor. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta watch out. OU's gotta be um, careful the next few weeks, and then uh, Texas uh, stays alive in the Big Twelve race. Uh, defeat Kansas on a last second field goal. What is that? Three games now. Texas has won in the final seconds on a field goal. That it's lucky, man. Lucky. And then uh, number two, LSU, goes into Tuscaloosa and shocks the college football world, taking down Nick Saban and Alabama. Tua did not look good. Uh, you saw in the first possession they were driving. He just drops the ball. 
Um, inside the 10, LSU recovers, go down and score, and that just set the tone the rest of the game. Yep. Takeaways from that game, Matt? We're just happy. <laughs> just happy. I mean, that was a great SEC battle. Really great game. It was. Go Tigers. I'm happy. It was a good game. All right, so that does it for our college football segment. Rankings will be out tonight, college football playoff. Moving to On This Day in History, 1990, the World Wide Web was proposed. The web. That's how you listen to us. Uh, 1933, the first alleged photo of the Loch Ness. Matt, do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? No. Why? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I do. Uh, 2002, Eminem releases Lose Yourself. Pretty good song. Can't believe it was that long ago. It's a long time. And then Matt, uh, what famous person uh, died on this So day? there's no birthdays? Dang. Well, no birthday. Stan Lee passed away. I can't believe it's been a year. I know. It doesn't feel like that. I thought he died over the summer. Can't a year believe. goes fast. It really feels like it wasn't that long ago. So that's on this day in history. Uh, next, we're talking some NBA. So... M- or Twitter bullied Steph Curry into coming back this year. <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> proposed to be out for the rest of the year, and then yesterday came out and said he'll probably return early spring. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to help you, but sure, no. let him play. I mean, let him play. Team's garbage anyway this year. True. So uh, we'll go through a few games, pick them uh, next few days. The Los Angeles Lakers, who are on fire this year, uh, play the Phoenix Suns, who are on fire this year somehow. Matt, Lakers or Phoenix? I got to go with Lakers. Dominant core of LeBron and AD taking that game. I'm going to go Lakers as well. They're on a hot streak. Uh, Portland at Sacramento. Sacramento has three wins. Portland has four. Both disappointing this year. Yeah, I'm going to go Portland on the road, though. They'll take that one. I'm going to go Kings. Buddy Heald steps up. All right. Uh, Wednesday. The Los Angeles Clippers, where Paul George makes his return versus the Houston Rockets. You know, I'm actually going to go Clippers on this one. Rockets have struggled a little bit. James Harden has thrown up a lot of threes, but is not as successful. And they're still trying to figure out him and him and Westbrook. So I'm actually thinking Clippers are going to come into Houston, take one away from the Rockets. Yeah, it should be a fun game. See how uh, Paul George integrates uh, with Kawhi Leonard. But Kawhi Leonard will probably sit due to load management, probably. Uh, but yeah, Houston, uh, not that great this year so far. I'll go Clippers as well. And then uh, that night, Golden State at the Lakers. Does Golden State and Draymond Green defeat LeBron? Ooh, how about no? Lakers are going to win that one. Going Lakers as well. And then Thursday, uh, here's an NFL game, Matt. Pittsburgh-Cleveland. Oh, really? I want the Cleveland Browns to win. I think Baker's going to get them on a little winning streak coming up. Cleveland favored by two and a half. I'll go Cleveland as well. Uh, Dallas at New York, Matt. You're Mavericks. Mavericks need this win, and Porzingis makes his return to New York. They played earlier. They played just the other day, over the weekend, uh, and da- in Dallas. Knicks got that win. I think Dallas returns to favor at Madison Square Garden. I'll go New York, because why not? It's NBA. Okay. Anything can happen. So that's some NBA games we just predicted for the upcoming day or a few days. Next, we'll move into our final segment. Bur- who would you share a burger and brat with? So, earlier or yesterday, 
a rabbit, or a, not a rabbit, a rabbit uh, sized mouse deer was rediscovered in Vietnam after being lost to science in 1990. Looks a little creepy. I don't know if you've seen a picture of it yet, Matt. I have not. Mouse deer is a little creepy, but uh, rediscovered. Uh, first time in, what, 30 years it's been seen. So I'm going to give a nice little burger and brat or whatever it eats to that little mouse deer. Wow. Um, so <laughs> let me, I got to tell you this. I, I'm just getting, this is a major, I'm just seeing this on ESPN. This literally came out 20 minutes ago. A story, and this is my burger and brought with Mike Fires. He's an ex Astros pitcher. I love ragging on Houston. It seems like this is what I've been doing lately. Jeff Passan uh, from ESPN writes, he says, this was his opening line. He says, the Houston Astros used a center field camera to help steal signs during their 2017 championship season, according to Mike Fires. Oh, my God. Oh, my. And it says, a practice that would have run afoul of rules against using technology for an advantage and could prompt an investigation by Major League Baseball. I just want to read this other paragraph. He said, Mike Fires, who pitches for the A's, told the Athletic that he warned teammates with a Detroit Tigers and A's that Astros hitters had used a video feed piped into a monitor near the dugout to decode signs and relay them to hitters during the games. If this does not show, let me just say this. So we talked last episode that they've now ticked off, they've moved Reed Ryan into a lesser role, ticked off Nolan Ryan to where he says, I'm done with that organization. And now we know that there's cheating going on during the 2017 World Series run. Let's see an investigation, MLB, and let us take away that championship. Can we just shut down the whole program? Let's get rid of Houston. Put All right, we're redoing this. We're putting the Yankees in the championship game from this past year. We're doing that. Well, it was not cheating this year, but they Uh, probably did something just because it's Houston. We don't like them, right? No, but 2017, that's interesting. Coming out now, ex-Astros pitcher, that's what they did, and they used cameras to decode signs from the other team. So what would happen? Well, it, it's, as the article says, it could prompt an investigation by MLB. Now, if you remember, in twenty, I think 2013, when they moved from the National League to the American League, um, there was a guy that they had employed, I think, by the Cardinals. Cardinals. Remember? And they remember that whole cheating thing or the hacking into the systems? See, fishy stuff surrounds this Astros team. There's a reason I knew I didn't like them. <laughs> reason I knew I didn't like them. But this is big news, though. That is. This is big news. An ex-teammate says, this is what we did. And let's see what MLB's response is. Uh, that's huge news out of uh, MLB. Burger and Brat with America, <laughs> who does not like the Astros. Breaking news right there from Burgers and Brats. Uh, uh, that's our episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, at Burgers Brats. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast at Burgers Brats. Hit us a five-star review. Uh, thank you for listening. From Matt and I, take care. <laughs>